Hi there. I am already back doing another episode because I felt like it. <laughs> it's Friday night, which means that I want to stay up later. Um, so why not do one of these? There's always lots of things inside my brain to discuss. Um, so one thing that happened today at work was that they uh, moved back the date when I will be laid off two weeks, for two weeks. Um, it was supposed to be the 31st of December, and now it's going to be the 15th of um, January when, like, I'll officially be laid off, I guess. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, when I saw that, I was annoyed, because I have been looking forward to the idea that starting on January 1st, that I would be, uh, that I could, that I would be able to, like, relax and kind of decompress and then figure out what I want to do, um, in general. But, yeah, so I, I was feeling good about that, and now that, like, was off for, like, two weeks, but the good part of side of it is that I'll have health insurance for another month, so if you know, something happens and I need it, I'll have it for all of January, because it's not like they can cut it off halfway through, um, it goes for, like, the whole month once you have it, so, that's something, just in case, and, uh, yeah, and it's another, like, extra two weeks of, of normal, like, whatever you want to call it, like, normal paychecks, um, before being laid off. The thing that is shitty is that I made the appointments with my therapist this past week for, I can't remember when the second, um, schedule, like, date we scheduled was, but the first one was on, like, the 5th of January, and it was for, like, like 10 o'clock in the morning because you know I didn't think I would be working so it doesn't matter like what time of day I would do therapy just do it whenever um but you know now it's but now it's like that so I can't like I've already have it scheduled so I'm gonna have to type uh email my therapist and try to reschedule that day, and I don't know, it's, it seems highly unlikely that she'll have any dates in, like, at night, like, when I usually would go, when do it, um, still available, because therapists usually, like, if, like, whenever we schedule appointments, we always schedule them, like, for, like, We'll schedule, like, two or three weeks in a row. 
because otherwise they usually get booked up if after that. So that really sucks. So I might have to go like three weeks without having any therapy. Uh, hopefully not any longer than that. Um, but yeah, that happened. Um, and then what else has happened? Um, yeah, and the other thing too is that my boss has been acting like more of a jerk lately. Like, so at work there's like the lead person and then there's the boss person. And the last like couple weeks or so, the boss person has been like super aggressive about like every morning she'll like list off all these new things that we're supposed to do. But then also say, but you have to hit this many in a day. And, like, but don't do it, don't make any of these random mistakes people have been making. So it's like, the amount of things that she says is not possible for a person to do. Like, you can't do a lot of, like, the number of calls or whatever that they want us to do in a day. And also like take your time to make sure that you're not forgetting anything that they just told us or making any mistakes like people go quicker and then you know make a mistake or spell something wrong or forget to do something or whatever because they're trying to be faster because they're trying to hit like the certain goal we're supposed to hit at the end by the end of the day um and otherwise they it's hard to do and so, like, she started, like, saying, there's, like, certain times that we're supposed to go on break and go on lunch and stuff, but they usually don't care if you go, like, five or ten minutes after that time. But she started, like, posting the times of, this is when we're supposed to go. So, obviously, more people are going a couple minutes after than she would like. And it's just, you know, that micromanaging bullshit that managers do when they think that when usually when they're under pressure from their boss because their boss is mad that they that their like team or whatever didn't hit like a certain goal that they wanted them to hit and so their boss is giving them pressure so instead of being like well I get paid more than all of these people to deal with this they like punch down and um and take like take out that uh the pressure or whatever they're feeling on us and um and like get just get ridiculous about like things like she said like last week like oh you have to tell me like two weeks in advance before you get like any time off and blah 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 and it's like okay um it is two week more than two weeks before that appointment on the 5th though so I technically could but then I would miss that extra hour and they probably won't have overtime in January because January is like the super dead time um so there is that too so I probably don't want to do that and yeah um so I'm probably just gonna have to reschedule therapy and just hope that my therapist has some time 
open close to the fifth so that I don't go like exceedingly longer without any appointments. And then the other thing is that like I scheduled it every other week in January because I didn't think I would have health insurance, but now I will. Uh, so maybe we can try to schedule more um, more appointments or something like that. Um, I guess I'll have to see. Um, yeah. And then um, I'm trying to think of there's always stuff for me to talk about or think about or whatever. It's just a matter of forming cohesive thoughts on this thing. Um, I still can't believe that Christmas is, like, like a week from tonight will be Christmas night. That's just so weird to me. Um, like, tomorrow, I asked my sister to take me to Trader Joe's tomorrow. Um, so hopefully that happens, because I want to, like, I want to, uh, order, not order, but, like, buy food from Trader Joe's, probably, since they always have nicer food anyway, um, that is kind of, like, special or stuff that I wouldn't usually have for Christmas Day, since I'll be just hanging out at my apartment by myself that day. Like, it's the first time since I stopped, um, since I stopped seeing my mom that I'll, like, spend all of Christmas Day at home, because the last two years I spent Christmas Day at my friend Carrie's, um, for at least part of the day, and it was always good those years for me to just get out of my apartment on that day and have something that I have to leave the house for. And, um, so to, to have a, like, Christmas this year and on actual Christmas Day to not have anywhere to go, so it's just literally just going to be me hanging out in my apartment all day, um, I want to do something at least that seems a little more special because even though this year is different because of COVID and everything, I know that there'll be people still, um, people will still be like getting together and posting photos of, um, family get togethers and stuff. And, um, I know that's going to make me sad. So, if I buy, like, some Trader Joe's cinnamon rolls, and then at some point in the next couple days find, like, a cookie sheet to make them on, if I don't have one of those, um, that would be good, and whatever else they have, like, I haven't been to Trader Joe's in a while, so they probably have a bunch of food that I don't even know they have, but, like, just the idea is to try to have something that I usually don't have, so that it seems like a special occasion, even if it is just me with my cats <laughs> eating it. 
just something a little bit different so I, I don't spend the whole day feeling sad about how it's Christmas Day and I don't have anywhere to go or anyone to spend it with. Because I know the fact that I'm not going to Carrie's for Christmas this year will make me a little, will make me feel a little sad. It's just another thing of, even though I haven't talked to her in months and I don't really, like I don't necessarily want to, I'm not, I'm honestly not sure how I feel about that. Um, at least I'm not gonna, like, seek her out, I guess is the best way to put it. Like, if, if she ever contacted me, I would, you know, ask her how she was and see if, and see how she is and everything, but I'm not gonna, like, bring that back into my life unless you know, it pops up and it seems like it would be better than, or easier, I guess, or whatever you want the right word to describe it would be than last time. Especially since I don't have a car. So I'm just thinking about how when Carrie and I were friends before, sometimes I would drive out to her place and when she would be like, saying that she was all depressed she would say stuff like that and then I would drive out to her place and be all worried and try to take care like try to make her feel better and I realized like the last couple weeks that we were talking that she definitely kind of used like my natural empathy or like took advantage of it because there's just a couple of times where she would, like, poignantly be like, oh, I think I'm gonna drink a bunch tonight, and, like, would send me a picture of, like, a wine bottle or whatever, and it just seemed really obvious to me then that she was doing that to try to elicit some sort of response in me, because when she would do stuff like that in the past, I would just come out there and hang out with her or like worry about her or whatever and it's like she has to make her own choices and her own decisions. I can't do it for her. Um, and it, it like she knows how to especially like when I was friends with her I used to tell her like they have a group a DBT group at Rogers and um, that she could go, like, this year was, like, the perfect time to do that group, really, because everyone was working from home anyway, and so it would be, like, and the, uh, when I did, like, actual medical records, um, the head boss lady for that was very flexible with your schedule, um, like, I, the first, like, two weeks that I was at Rogers, I was still working full-time, or, yeah, pretty much, yeah, full-time, because I would come in and work, like, 3 to 11 after, um, getting out, and I, because I would get out of Rogers at 2.30. Rogers was, like, 8 to 2.30, and then I would get to, um, And then I would get to, and I would drive straight to work. 
and work 3 to fucking 11. <laughs> and, like, right when I went on, I got approved for short-term disability was right when we started doing the super heavy-duty stuff. And that was when there's no way I was going to... I was barely, like, making it doing that. Um, so I knew that there's no way that I was going to be able to do that any longer than, than, than I did, like, the first, like, two weeks. Um, but the fact is that, like, my manager person was fine with me working, like, 3 to 10 or 3 to 11 or whatever. Or, like, coming in on the weekends to make up for time if I left early when I was, like, exhausted one night. Uh, she didn't care. Like, so... Like, Carrie knew that you could do... She could have done, like, the DBG program at Rogers. And that it would have helped her. So when I was talking to her, she, like, saw a therapist a couple times. And the therapist recommended that group for her. Um, which, and, like, this year especially, with everybody working from home and and all that kind of stuff, that it would have been really easy to switch schedules around and do something like that, but she doesn't want to, so. It still makes me sad that whenever there's somebody that I know, if they just kind of accepted the fact that it's okay that they need extra outside help, and that they deserve to get it so that they feel better and happier one day. Um, it, yeah, it just, uh, it just makes me sad that people like her or whatever don't, they don't do that. Like, they just don't do the next step because they just... I don't know. I mean, I didn't do the next step for a long time, too, so I get it. Like, it's scary. And it... And all that. But at the same time, it's like, there's only so many years that you can spend feeling, like, completely unhappy and miserable all the time before you just, like, break and finally are just like, never mind, I'll do... If this doctor person says that if I do this, that I'll feel better, then I'm going to fucking do it. Because if there's a chance that I'll feel better afterwards, I mean, it can't be any worse than how it is right now. Like, that's, that's how I felt when I went to Rogers. Like, I just, like, gave up in a way. I, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Everything is, like, life is so hard. Everything about life was so hard then. And I was so unhappy and just in, like, so much pain all the time that I was just, like, like, just tell me what to do. Like, I just wanted someone to tell me, to, like, give me some advice to tell me what I should do. Because I could not, like, imagine life not, like, being as horrible as it was then. And so my therapist said to go to Rogers, and I said, okay. Um, and so I went, and it did work out, And but I went there with the idea that, like, like, this has to do something good for me because it can't get any, any worse than what it already was. Um, so I just, like, 
went all in and did everything that they told me to and took it really seriously. Um, Because I did see people graduate and say that they felt like completely different and really good. So I wanted to, um, I wanted to feel like that. So I knew that if I gave the program a chance, it would probably work out that way. And it did. Um, speaking of that, it's crazy that a year ago today was my last day there. That's like wild to me. Like that that was a year ago. It seems like it was really like at some at sometimes it feels like I just left there um and sometimes it feels like that was 4,000 years ago especially considering like all the things that have happened this year like in the general world like coronavirus and Black Lives Matter and everything to do with like Trump this year and the election and just everything um so many things have happened in this one year that is crazy like like I I remember I was talking to my sister we were trying to figure out what to do for her birthday and and we were talking about doing escape rooms because I love escape rooms and and I think she would like them too because it's solving a mystery in an hour. And um, they're one thing that is like uh, COVID kind of proof because you can just have it where like each... There's some escape rooms around the like general Milwaukee area that I went to that they like made you... Um, if you didn't have, like, enough people and there was more people that you didn't know that wanted to join your group, then you would have to, like, then you would have to, then they would join your group and you would have to do it with strangers. But now since COVID happened, every room is basically, like, you know, it's just your group in there. You don't have to worry about them mixing people anymore. And they completely, like, clean everything after each per- after each group leaves, so they, like, pretty much did that already, so you don't really have to worry about, you know, getting it just by going into, um, the room, because it's not, like, at least as far as we know, you don't get it just for, like, standing in the same room as someone who had it, even if they were in that room over an hour ago, and they're not in there anymore like you have to be with by the person for like 15 minutes um at least that's what they say like you can never be sure about this um but that's at least what they're going with and um yeah so we were talking about doing it and I said that we did that for my birthday last year and then I realized that the the escape room we were talking about was the one that I did for my birthday this year in January but it feels like it was last year because like so many things have happened since since then and like more and and 
that's true every year. Obviously, a lot of things that happen in a year. But this year, it was different. And it was just, like, crazy times. <laughs> After a certain point. I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Um, yeah. I don't remember how I got in that escape room tragedy. But that's alright. Um... So, <laughs> sorry, it's just really funny how when it's quiet in my apartment and then I start talking, how my cat Doug always like sits right up and looks at me like, did you say something? Did you need me? And now he's just laying down and going back to sleep. <laughs> Animals are great. Um... I had something I wanted to talk about. Well, actually, I'm excited because I asked my sister to come by today so that we could go to Trader Joe's because I haven't been there in like a month. And I really like that store. And basically, like, all of their um, Christmassy kind of items. And they have, like, literally, like, five billion different Christmassy items they have every year. They are all gone already, which is not surprising. Um, but I wanted to go to get, like, some things that will be kind of, like, nice things that I can have on Christmas Day when I'm at home by myself. And actually, um, on my sister's birthday too I usually we do something on her birthday even if it's just something small like going out to eat somewhere or something like that um, that would be something we would have done you know when COVID isn't going on um, but COVID is going on so obviously we can't do that but she did say that she wanted to do these uh, escape uh, an escape room, um, but she told me today that they're actually, okay, so her boyfriend, they usually, usually his family is Christmas, they usually have it, like, after Christmas, like, a couple weeks after Christmas, because some people in his family, they work at, like, at the kind of, at jobs where they're, they would be open, and having to work on, like, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and stuff. So they usually have it, like, on a random weekend in January. But this year, they're doing it on her birthday. And I think it's because, um, because they're probably not doing, like, the whole big family, like, get-together thing. Like, his family that they see often is, like, his brother and, like, his two kids, and then his other brother and his wife, and so that's probably all the people that they're gonna see this year, um, just because, you know, you can't do, like, this year you have to be careful with extended family stuff, and, um, 
so they're doing that on her birthday so I'm not seeing her on her birthday because yeah because she's going to be with them um, wherever they're having it I'm not sure if they're going to go to his mom's because they usually go to his mom's but she has a really small house and um, she's also hasn't been like the safest with COVID stuff this year but so wherever they have it you know, I'm not going to be able to be around. So that means that we're going to do our stuff on Thursday. And then, like, the, the the really nice side of that is that on Thursday, whenever she dropped me back off at home, that means that for basically, like, an extra day, like, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, then I'll have off and not have anything to do. So it'll be like an extended long weekend. Um, And you know, a week later, it'll be New Year's Eve and then New Year's Day on Friday and it'll be the same thing, um, with especially with having off from work. So that'll be nice. Um, It definitely sucks that I don't get to see her at all on her birthday, but I can't really do anything about that. And it also means now that I'm thinking about it that I'll have an extra like an extra day that I didn't expect to almost keep myself occupied. The thing that's good about that day is that that's like a big that's usually like a big shopping day. Like I didn't we didn't know that for like the longest time because the day after Christmas was her birthday, so we always just spent the day usually at home still. And she would open up birthday presents and we would do like birthday stuff. Um, And then I remember there was like one year when we were like teenagers and we went to the mall on her birthday and there was like five bazillion people there. And we were like, oh, this is what people usually do on this day. They usually go to the mall and go shopping or go to like see a movie or something. And but. We had never done that before. Um, But, so, like, I don't know what that means exactly in this, like, COVID world. Um, But maybe on that day I can, like, take the bus to the mall and find, uh, like, a bookstore and force myself to read this book that I, like, want to read because I want to know the information in it, but I don't want to read it at the same time because it's just going to upset me. <laughs> but I, I want to read it. And maybe that day will be a day where I can like force myself to at least go to a bookstore where I could possibly find that book and then see what happens. But we'll see. Um, and in the least, I can at least like take the bus to get to like a Joanne Fabrics and take advantage of their sale if they will always have Joanne Fabrics and Michaels literally have a sale going on like every week since like I ever started painting for pretty much every week since like January or something (laughs) they've always had something some sale on something um so maybe on that day I can take the bus to the Joan Fabrics that's down the street from me and buy like some paint and canvases and stuff and do that. 
um, that day instead of like because I don't think that I don't think that spending Christmas by myself all day and then also spending my sister's birthday by myself all day will leave me in the best place mentally and I should it would be a good idea to do something else to kind of break up the day to make that time pass faster um but honestly when I was about to talk I was about to talk and say that I got I'm excited because I want it my sister like for whatever reason, loves, like, tumblers, like, those, you know, like, those water, um, not water bottles, but, you know, like, the jugs or whatever you can get, where, um, you carry it around with you, like, the Yeti ones are the ones that are usually the most expensive, but they're supposed to keep things cold, like, for a certain amount of time or whatever. She, like, always looks at ones when we're in the stores and, and, like, loves buying new ones. And, um, so I had the idea that I could get a couple and then paint them and give them to her. And I was just going to, like, walk over to the dollar store that's by me today to get those. But, uh, when we went to Trader Joe's, we had to go to the regular, we had to go to the Target that's, like, right next to the Trader Joe's by me. And get, like, because I needed cat litter and cat food and um so when we were in there I just told her what I was what I wanted to get her and had her pick out the tumbler thing because it like doesn't matter that she knows like what one she picked out because the whole surprise of the whole thing is gonna be what I paint on it and she doesn't know what that looks like until you know she gets it so I got, like, some colors of, like, beachy colors, because I know she actually really loves the beach, and, um, yeah, uh, they had a, Target has, like, weirdly good quality paint for only a dollar, um, so I got a bunch of that, and did it tonight, it only took a couple minutes, and it looks really nice, so that was easy, and something cool. So that made me want to like go do another one and try it with different colors, but I don't have any other colors here to use. Okay. Oh well. Um. And then uh, the thing I wanted to talk about more was related to Chester Bennington again. It was. It's, I know this is going to really bother me every time, but it's that the person who is investigating, who has been investigating his death and, like, the questions about how he died, um, that she, that she interviewed, like, his family and is acting like they're trustworthy and that they're people that you should um, like, care about, about, and you should, like, you know, usually when somebody dies and there's, like, a question of, 
how they died or like or whatever or just the circumstances around it they usually want you to have empathy for the person and they they want you to feel empathy for their family um so they usually interview like the close like the immediate family or the closest people the person had in their life so that you can see like how their life has been affected since their death and you want them to be able to get answers um but in this case it's like out of everyone in the world who deserves to get answers or any sort of answer about what happened concerning when he died his mom and his sister are like if it was possible for everyone else in the world to find the answer to that question and the two of them would not find out I would make that happen like I would be so happy if I could somehow withhold that information from his parents and his sister and the people that he knew in Arizona but especially his like immediate family and everyone else would could know that would be great it's like it's just like they're the fucking worst they and like his sister posted earlier like i think it was last year um yeah it was last year when jeffrey epstein died she posted this crazy conspiracy theory thing about like acting like Chester's death had something to do with covering, like, someone trying to make him not say something about Jeffrey Epstein, which is, like, complete insanity. And, like, really? You're gonna... Your brother who was sexually abused as a child, you're gonna um, like, purport some absolutely insane conspiracy theory that he was involved, or he was somehow related to someone who does sex trafficking of children like it was just really disgusting and like if she like she that's what she thinks and you know that's what his mom thinks because they get along um and his ex-wife who divorced they got divorced in like 2000 and they filed for divorce in 2005 and fought for two years but they at least filed for divorce in 2005 um, she thinks that too. She has, like, a, it's the weirdest, honestly, this whole situation, that situation of it is the weirdest fucking thing, because, um, there are a lot of questions, like, a lot of questions having to do with his death that at least I have, and I know other fans who have been able to kind of, there's a lot of fans that don't let themselves even think about questioning, anything and like they get they just don't want to and um I can understand where that urge is coming from because it's scary to think that it's really scary to imagine like oh my god what if because like what if like what if people have been mourning him for the last like three years thinking that he killed himself and he you know didn't and somebody else who's alive out there has gotten away with that because and like that's like the whole reason why I've always wanted 
someone to look into it and investigate it and do it like thoroughly and and all that kind of stuff because I just really hate the idea that someone that that someone could have made it look like he killed himself because everyone knows about his history of mental illness and especially in 2017 he spent a lot of that year in interviews with Mike his best friend they like from like February to like pretty much right before he died they were traveling around to all these different countries all around the world doing interviews and all of the interviews he talked really personally about depression and mental illness and how it affects him and things like that because that's what that's what inspired like their last album that had just come out um it's basically mental health the cd it's the best mental health cd i think that's ever that's ever been made like i don't know how another one can top it but um anyway so he had talked he was talking about that a lot about how he had felt suicidal in 2015 and some of 2016 and but he had like fought back from that but once somebody hears that you're you've been suicidal in the past I feel like whenever there's like a question about circumstances of like death or whatever people just kind of it's easier for people to assume that because you know then they then it's over and they can just be like oh well this person you know didn't want to live so that's why they did it um but like I get why fans don't want to even entertain the option that that could be wrong because it is like really scary to think about and it like honestly it could he could have just you know died by suicide there's nothing obviously nothing wrong with him or anything like that to have done if he that is this the situation my problem is that because the police did like nothing that they usually do it's um there's like all these nagging issues that exist and it's just because the police didn't do anything and if the police did what they were supposed to do then none of those questions would be there there wouldn't be like this there wouldn't be any conspiracy theories about his death like the this sounds crazy but the Quanon people they think that he was killed to cover up because he knew about like Jeffrey Epstein and like Bill Clinton being involved in like sex trafficking and they think that he was murdered so that he wouldn't like publicize it which is insane the only reason they think that is because Lincoln Park did like a charity show that was that was done by or that was like yeah that was put on by like the Clinton um like nonprofit that they have or whatever and they they like took a picture like him and Mike took a picture with um Clinton I think like Bill at the show but that was like that happened in like 2012 but because they did a show for their like charity one time to help raise money for um Haiti they 
think that five years later he was murdered for it. It doesn't make any sense at all. But, like, that's why, like, uh, those conspiracy... But at the same time, like, those conspiracy theories, like the QAnon ones, don't make any sense at all. And those would exist regardless. But if the police did, like, what they were supposed to do, nobody would pay any attention to them and they wouldn't hold any... They would just be absolutely insanity, like they always... Like they all of the Quran like weird ass theories are, but it's more the issue that when you look at things, there's like all these huge questions that you don't understand about his death because they didn't do anything, and none of those questions would be there if they had just done what they were supposed to do. Um, and it's really frustrating that they didn't, and um. So, what I'm trying to say is, like, his family is the worst. Like, his parents were horribly abusive. I mean, his dad was a, worked as a sex child sex crimes police officer. So, it was his literal job to notice when children were being sexually abused and find the people who did them and persecute them for it. And he supposedly did not notice that his son was being raped for six years when he lived with him for all of that time. So that's a bunch of bullshit. (laughs) Like, I know that it is. Like, I've lived my life. There's no way that a parent is not abusive and, like, there's some narcissism there for someone to have been able to do that to him for that long like they knew that they could have they could get away with it in that house because his parents were completely absent they just weren't involved with him at all they just they neglected him and i'm sure that is already abuse but like i'm sure there was other forms of abuse that were happening with them too um and his sister was never around and since like he joined Lincoln Park and he's he like got his life more together and everything and dealt and like talked openly about his abuse and things like that um like his sister married someone who acts who's also like a narcissist like so she's just continuing the um the cycle of abuse by she like her husband goes on twitter sometimes and just starts yelling about stuff about he'll yell at fans he once called me like he like once like insinuated that I was a slut and sent the same comment to me where he called me a slut like eight times in a row. Um, and that was back when I couldn't handle anything, so it made me have a panic attack. But uh, that's how he is with the fans. He's a Trump supporter, which should not shock you, considering how I'm describing him. Um, like, if I looked at his Twitter account right now, there would probably be a bunch of him just like yelling into the void about fans about he's he like 
wants people to really hate Mike Shinoda and um, because him and his wife decided not to like Mike when he put out his solo CD because they thought, I don't know, that they just probably didn't like that he was making music about Chester and everything and they didn't have, and that they weren't a part of it. That that was all about Mike's own grief from going through that trauma and missing his best friend. It had nothing to do with them. And so I think they were just, like, jealous of the attention he was getting. Um, yeah. But either way, like, that's why it's like, it really bothers me that this investigator is, like, framing her whole story as if she, um, as if, like, oh, I talked to his sister and his mom, and they said this stuff, so you should care that something is wrong. It's like, yeah, okay, that's nice, but that has nothing to do with anything, because you can't really trust it's really hard to trust what narcissists say. Um, because they're really good at lying. And they tend to lie about things that you would think most people wouldn't lie about. Because they just don't think about the idea that they could get caught in a lie. Because they just assume that people will believe whatever they say because they're the ones saying it. Um... Yeah, so it's really frustrating that she's going with them because they're the worst people in the world. Like, the per the investigator um, that I'm talking about, she is doing, like, a podcast where she's, like, going to put audio of when she interviewed them. And I would literally, literally, I would rather stab myself in the face with a pen than listen to his mom and his sister talk. Like, I might as well just call out my mom and ask her what she thinks happened. And it would pretty much give me, like, the same. Like, even if anything, if they're actually telling us the truth about what they saw, like, in the house the day that they showed up and whatever, then okay, fine. Like, I'm glad that you're, like, for once in your life, you're telling the truth and not being overdramatic and idiotic. But... That also seems kind of unlikely because <laughs> of just how they are. But it's also just like, it's, I always just think of like, like, like if I would have, like, let's say, you know, I'm walking to the dollar store one day and I get to the parking lot and or I'm like walking, or I'm like walking there because the street that I walk by, walking down to get to the, the dollar store is a pretty busy street. So like, let's say I'm walking down that street and I somehow get like hit by a car and I die. Um, and maybe there's like some question about if the car, um, if the person driving the car was the one that like hit me like they made the mistake or if I like ran into traffic and they just happened to run me over maybe there's a question about that it'd be like if that happened and then 
like a podcast who was trying to investigate it interviewed my mother about anything to do with me like what that's like the worst person in the world to possibly ask she's not a reliable source there about me or anything to do with me um I mean, she would still want to be interviewed on that to get some attention, but, um, like, that's not who you should talk to about me or to understand who I am or, like, who I was as a person and what could have happened. Um, so it's, like, that's, like, the same, like, it's stupid, it seems really stupid to me to frame a story about there being questions about the police department not doing their jobs and leading to and due to them not doing their jobs leading to so many unanswered questions and his death and need to be investigated further but framing it as if like his family deserves anything his family deserves nothing like the thing that bothers me so much is like the people who deserve things are his children like they're the reason why I keep like wanting to push this like this investigator has really like um like I've been I message her with a a lot of the things that I found on my own like probably almost a year ago at this point and gave her everything that I found and she uh, and I did not like think she's really like so Throughout this year, I've talked to her on and off about what's going on with it, and I feel really super let down by the fact that she is, like, basing a lot of this off of anything that his family said. Like, when that first story came out, she didn't even know that his sister believes the Quinan bullshit until I told her. And when I told her, his ex-wife blocked me on Instagram. (laughs) And his, like, ex-wife is friends with that investigator. So I'm very sure that that investigator went to that ex-wife that he's friends with and was like, why didn't you tell me about this? And things like that. And she got mad and first followed me, which was, I was like, that's weird. And then, and then when I realized that when I, one thing that's interesting about Instagram is that if somebody blocks you, like, you know, on, on Twitter, if somebody blocks you, you can go to, like, their Twitter account, and it just says, like, this person blocked you. On Instagram, if they block you, when you put in, when you try to put in, like, their Instagram handle, nothing comes up. And it's like they just disappeared. And I was like, what? Did she just, like, delete her Instagram or something? What the hell just happened? And I was like, there's no way she just deleted her Instagram. She's somebody who posts stuff on social media for attention all the time. Um, So then I went on, like, my art page that I have and realized that, no, she just blocked me after the investigator lady probably told her what I said, (laughs) which is just hilarious how incredibly mature of you. (laughs) And, like, it just proves the point more than anything of why I was telling that investigator, like, I really, truly hope you don't trust these people because this is what they think. 
Um, I guess we'll see. But it's just, I don't, I don't know why she's going with, like, his immediate family when they let him down over and over and over and over again his entire life. When he has children. Like, that, he has six children. Like, he has, and they all, and they rage in ages. Um, like, he was only 41 when he died, but he had a... He already had a 20-year-old son. And so basically the story of his kids is his 20-year-old son he had with his, like, first love. Like, it was kind of, it, was, it sounds like a dramatic thing from, like, a teen TV show. But basically they were together. He was really happy with her. And then she dumped him for another guy. And broke and like broke his heart super bad. Like uh, he wrote a song about it, which is why you we know about it now. Um, but they like went on vacation together, and when they were on this like little like weekend getaway thing, she told him that she was uh, that she was leaving him for somebody else. And I, I'm assuming just based on like ages, because she was like 20 when that son was born that and that was right around the like she he met his ex-wife when he was 19 um so I'm guessing that she broke up with him to be with this other guy and then probably a couple months after realized that she was pregnant with his kid um so that's awkward and so that's where that kid came from the same woman um had another kid with somebody else a year later and when Chester got his like got his shit together and went to therapy and everything in like 2006 he um officially adopted the second kid who was a year so he has his oldest kid is Jamie who is now 24 the one the the one he had the Isaiah is the one that he adopted, who's now 23. Um, and then after that, he had a kid with his ex-wife. That kid, Draven, just turned 18. He graduated from high school this year, in like June. Then um, he had another son, Tyler. He got together with his wife to Linda in 2005 and um, they have three kids together. Uh, he had Tyler who is now 14 who is like a freshman in high school which wow that's like shocking to me. It like makes you feel super old to think that he's already that old. Um, and then he has two, and then two twin girls that are nine. Um, so that's six kids. And uh, the oldest one was 20 when he died. The youngest ones were six when he died. And they are the ones that deserve to know. Like, this is their dad. And he was a part of all of their lives. And he... 
you know, really loved all of them and vice versa. They're the ones that deserve to know. Like, if there's any question at all about anything that was, like, decided about his death, it should be looked into because of them. Like, if something is wrong, like, this is their dad. Like, they deserve to know what was going on around him when he died. Like, it would be so hard to have your dad die when you're young and they're all so young um and then on top of it to think like that your dad killed himself would be super duper hard like so traumatizing and so it's just like the idea that that could maybe if there's any question about if that's true like it deserves to be investigated so these kids know like they deserve to know who their what was going on with their dad and what the circumstances were surrounding his death like whether it makes people uncomfortable or they don't like to think about it or whatever if the police didn't do a good job investigating it in 2017 then somebody else needs should look at it for their like they're the ones that I think about like they 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 just deserve to know um that's something that children like they shouldn't be have to go through life thinking thinking anything negatively about their dad and who he was if especially if some of that negativity is from the way that he died if it's not accurate and it's also just like he's a person like they're the they're the people that I always think of like obviously I think of like the people in Lincoln Park so that was his actual family the members of the band were his actual family like though him those people and his children are the people I think of first that these people like are really suffering they lost someone who is really important to them and they gave and they're the ones that actually like gave Chester love and showed and like treated him well after his family treated him horribly so they're the ones that lost someone that was in their daily lives that they still grieve to this day None of them believe any crazy conspiracy theories. Um, They're the ones who deserve to know um, that if there's any question about how he died, it needs to be answered so they can know for sure what this person that they all loved was going through at the time. Um... And yeah, it just pushes all of my really angry, like, child abuse buttons that this investigator is acting like I should give a shit about how his sister and his mom feel. No. Absolutely not. I could not give a singular fuck how they feel and what they want. If anything, they're like 
gonna make the whole situation the whole investigation harder because most people who once you hear that they're involved they don't want to even listen to it because they've been talking complete bullshit for the last three years they've been arguing with fans they've been really mean to fans um said absolutely ridiculous things about Chester and his life and treated the people closest to him like shit so it's like why do we care what they think how are we supposed to trust what they say um it's really hard to know and so it's super frustrating that she's like believing them I guess but at the same time I feel good that the person the investigator lady is actually releasing starting to release like the articles and stuff she has because you know if she if there's information in those um that's useful once they're out there like anyone can do it so it's like there's a lot of I mean I've been watching two separate true crime channels that have a lot of people watching them every week and I could easily contact those channels and ask, and they would probably do a story about it if there was you know information in her investigation that was fact-checked and everything that was accurate um and that would get like attention on the situation so at least I know like no matter what happens that it's not going to end like with her like if she doesn't really do anything with it or whatever then um then we can just ask somebody else but it's still really frustrating that she even gives them the time of day but she is friends with his ex-wife who is a known narcissist and who abused him when they were married um like he's openly talked about that fact so yeah like <laughs> here's an example of that ex-wife besides the the fact that she blocked me on instagram because i told the investigator that she believes the crazy quanon conspiracy theories about chester <laughs> um and has posted about it before online even if she didn't see it uh, if that's not crazy enough for you, here's an example of how stupid she is. The book that I want to, that I don't want to read, but I feel like I should, is a book that his ex-wife recently put out about her life, but there's been snippets she's put out, and it's obviously, a lot of it is probably involving Chester, since that's how people know her, that's what gets attention for her. Um, and... She said that she wrote a chapter in it about, like, the last year of his life. And that's the main re thing that I want to read, is I want to read what she, what she is making claims of. Like, what she's saying happened. Even though, like, I kind of know how to list, read what narcissists say and kind of find the little bits of things that are true and then throw out the rest. Um, but knowing that it's just... I almost just want to know, like, what do you, what are you trying to convince people of what happened, um, so that we can, like, kind of pick it apart and then see what's actually accurate, and if anything she says matches up with, 
like actual facts <laughs> because here's she put out like a little thing from her book this week where she said that every valentine's day her and her kid would go on like a ski vacation which is in february and um obviously that's when valentine's day is and they would go for like the week or the weekend or whatever and go skiing in utah like like you know rich people do um and so she says that in 2015 um that they were skiing for valentine's day when chester contacted her and was like oh uh i can't see you for the next couple months and she assumed that it was him going to rehab and that afterwards they met up in person and that he was all angry and upset because he felt like he had to go to rehab against like against his consent that he didn't really have a choice about going and blah 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 and he was all angry and she was all upset for him and da 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 she's like mentioned like this meeting they have they had like a lot over the last couple years as something really important but like the thing is is that the timeline for that doesn't make sense at all like it can't have happened in 2015 because the end of January of 2015 like, Lincoln Park was on tour in 2015. They had only done, like, three or four shows and had shows scheduled for the rest of January and February and maybe a little bit in March, but at least those two months. So after, like, three shows, they were playing basketball before a show and Chester tripped over a water bottle and just broke his foot, like, super bad. Um... Like, he, like, tore ligaments and stuff in it. They He did the show that night, and then that was it. Like, he had to go home after that, and he had to have surgery. He, like, couldn't, like, move his foot, really, for, like, weeks after the surgery was done. He had to get multiple surgeries after that because they had to put in, like, a plate with screws and stuff in his foot to replace the ligaments that just, like, completely tore when he broke his foot um so valentine's day of 2015 was like two weeks after he broke his foot and had surgery on it so like that would be when he would be in this stage where he would have been like at home just like in bed in pain um especially since he was an addict so the medication that he would have been given by doctors for like home for like pain would probably be less than what like most people could get like when I was home um when I was home from the hospital and I was in a lot of pain for the first like month probably after I was home I took tramadol and but like he wouldn't have been able to take tramadol because it has um it's a benzo so it has like high level drugs in it and they usually don't give those to addicts because they don't want to like give them something that could trigger um their addiction to come back so he probably was in a lot of pain then because he wouldn't have really been able to take the high level of pain medication that he needed and he had just had surgery and would had to do like physical therapy and but at that point, like only two to three weeks after when it would be Valentine's Day, 
he wouldn't have been able, he would still would have been in, like, the, like, loopy stage, like, when I, when it was only, like, two to three weeks after I had surgery, like, it, like, hurt a lot just, like, moving around, like, I had to take my pain medication exactly when I had to take it all day, or I would be in so much pain, it would hurt so bad, so, and that's, like, all you do then, you don't really sleep very good, even though you're not doing anything, because every, it hurts to move, so, like, there's no way that anyone was having him go to, um, was having him go to rehab then, like, nothing had happened yet, he hadn't, like, later on that year, in 2015, he talked about that in 2017, that in 2015, later on that year, he did, like, relapse and drink some, but that didn't happen until August and September, and he did go to rehab around that time, like, February or whatever, in 2016, but not 2015, but, like, she wrote a fucking book and, like, had a bunch of people read it and had, like, editors and stuff read it and nobody said anything about the fact that it is not logically possible for that to have happened in February of 2015 because Chester had just had surgery and he couldn't even move. He had to have people come by to help him do anything because he couldn't put any pressure on his foot so like he talked about that before so like there's no way that happened in 2015 so like did it happen in 2016 but then like or did she just make the whole thing up so like that's the kind of situation people are dealing with like the things that she's like putting out there as her her story her facts about her life they're wrong. They have to be wrong. Because it could, it literally could not have happened then. Like, it's just, they're, like, you can't get around the whole thing about him breaking his foot. So it's like, why are you saying that then? Like, did this meeting that you say happened even actually happen? Um, yeah, so that's, like, the frustrating part that this, that this whole investigation is coming from the side of people that will lie to get people to basically like them more. Um, they're not trustworthy at all. So part of me just, most of me just wants the person doing this like, having, she's, like, said she has a bunch of articles she wants to put out. She's only put out one so far. I just want her to put all of them out so that we can read it, see what, see if there's anything in there that is new information that I don't know already that's accurate, that can be, like, fact-checked, since everything those people say have to be fact-checked. And then if it is, contact other people and see what they say because nothing coming from his family is trustworthy. It's so frustrating that, about that, like, 
and I feel like a jerk sometimes still wanting to bring it up because fans get so angry because they don't even want to go there. Um, and because of the fact that his family has been pushing that from the beginning, it makes them think that you agree with them and no, that's not it at all. But it's like, no matter what, how uncomfortable it makes other people, I just have to like at least try to get answers for that because of because his kids deserve someone to give a damn about their dad as a person as opposed to like what he could do for them and try to advocate for him to make sure that everything that happened around when he died was accurate like they all deserve that this is their like he's six kids dad it's important to make sure that the information that the police went on was like like there's like he's a dad to six kids like you should want to be thorough with that investigation even if it looks like it was suicide you should do the best absolute best job that you should because it affects a lot of people's lives who are completely innocent like his kids didn't do anything to deserve to go through that um they deserve someone to care about that and <sighs> yeah